0: Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. All right, we're going to talk about living out of heaven tonight. Amen. We're going to talk about heaven now. You know, we had a lot of people pass away this week in families and and um my spiritual mother transitioning going to heaven and um that's that's kind of a deal when somebody uh, spends half of their life pouring into you she was she was going on 71 and i've been i've been with them 36 years and uh then i realized wait a minute that's half of her life so half of Pastor Dinah's life was spent imparting to me and my family and even to this church. And the greatest thing you can do for a person that devotes their life in the service of the kingdom of God is to take the impartations they give you and you live them. Because she had to live a life, you know, she had to live a life of the spirit. Uh, people in the natural can't help you. It has to be people that cause heaven to come to earth. Those are the people that can really help you. Yes, yes. Amen. And, yes. and, and, and so uh, that is one of the things I want us to understand as we study tonight in the word of God Hallelujah. is that I need to live heaven now. So that when people go there, I still have something in common with them. I'm gonna tell you that again. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I just, see, well, I'm glad somebody got it, because that's what God told me. He said, "He said 'cause see, see, I, you, know, I, you know, you know, I, I could have hooped and hollered, and 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 maybe one day I will, but I, you know, I just, he just came to me and said." Um, you you can still have common ground with her if you make the common ground heaven. That's right. Ooh, that's good. Amen. Amen. But most people I'm not talking about the world. I already know they cut off. <laughs> they don't see nothing but the news at six and ten, and that's it. That's all they see. But the church, I want to take these scriptures tonight. And I want to go through them and take my time. I'm not going to get them all done tonight. And you're going to find out that God has called you to live out of heaven more than you should be living out of the earth. And because of what you bring, because you, Pastor Cynthia was talking about this. She said, we are ambassadors. You know what an ambassador is? It's a person living in another country, not their homeland. They have a house that is uh, out, they have a house that's in another nation. It's not, their, it's not their nation, but they have a home there, but all of the provision they need to sustain themselves and do their job doesn't come from that nation. It comes from the nation that, rep, that they represent in that other nation. And you are a representative of the nation of the kingdom of heaven. Amen, you, we're supposed to represent what heaven is like Right now, amen. Yeah. And I'm going to help you learn how to do that because God said you, you, can, you can do this better. You can have this transition better if you understand that heaven is for you right now. And even though that's where they go, if that's common ground, amen, the only thing that separates you is your assignment. So, so what separated me from her? Um, what separated me from her for the last twenty-three years is that my assignment moved from New Albany, Indiana, to Nashville. So I didn't get to see her during the week at the regular services. So time would go. The only time I got to see Pastor Dina is when she came to Nashville or special meetings that we met up at. Other than that, I didn't see her. Amen. Because our assignments brought separation. Amen, praise God. Your assignment is still healed. Hers is not anymore, but we're really from the same place. Amen. And if you practice experiencing what heaven is like right now, then you will share the experiences that she's having right now. The Bible calls it days of heaven. Come on now, that's in your Bible. Amen. It calls it days of heaven on earth. You can have what she's experiencing right now. Let me ask you this: Are there anybody worried in heaven? Is anybody got any cares in heaven? Are there any sorrows in heaven? <laughs> what does the Bible say you ought to do about your word and cares? So if you cast all of them, not, not some of them, Christians are not good at casting all of them. You look around they're holding some. <laughs> yeah, down boy, down. They like to hold on to something. They always holding on to something that you can't have in heaven. If you can't have it in heaven, then don't have it now. If you can't do it in heaven, then don't do it now. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Come on now, as it is in heaven. Ain't that in the Bible? So my job is to find out as it is there and have it here, then I have common ground with them. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And so I I treat it like an assignment. I treat it like moving from New Albany, Indiana to Nashville. I know that I'm going to have a time to see them again, but while I'm working on my assignment, I'm using heavenly things. Amen. I'm using heavenly things to fulfill my assignment. So there's somebody else that needs an impartation. There's somebody else needs to see a holy lifestyle. There's somebody else needs to see the ministry and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. that somebody else that needs to be saved. There's some other youth that really needs to be in youth camp. That I'm there to make sure they get saved, they get delivered, they get filled, they get impartation so they can fulfill their assignment. But you can't do that without heavenly things. Amen. Amen. So, I want to share that with you tonight. The Bible said when a person goes to heaven, in the, in the, in the gospel of John, they pass death. Yes. That's what your Bible said. Yes. Death means separation. And when it talks, when it's talking about the death that we pass, it's talking about the death that Jesus experienced for us. The Bible said in the book of Hebrews, he tasted death. He tasted separation from, from God for every man jesus tasted my separation from god so that whether i'm absent in the body i'm present with the lord amen if i'm in the body i'm with the lord if i'm absent from the body i'm ever with the lord amen praise god so you don't know you'll never know what it's like to be separated from god because of the cause of death so john said that he that believeth in jesus said, he that believes in me if death is this podium it means he Passes death, he passes the experience of being separated from God, and just like that, he's in the presence of God. Just like that, the angels come and usher them off into the presence of God. Ain't God all right? Praise God! That's why He ought to be praised. That's why He ought to be praised. That's <laughs> I'm laughing because of, <laughs> I ought to put this video out of, on my on my grandson. And uh, and I just I just I just laughed and shouted, and, and I'm talking about little Aiden, and he was over at uh, he was over Keisha's house playing with her. Tutu, and so they went up to uh, Tutu's room. Tutu got a keyboard upstairs. <laughs> he got a guitar, he got a keyboard upstairs, and he got a microphone. And so Aiden, Aiden grabbed the microphone and told Tutu to start playing the keyboard. <laughs> He told him to stop playing the keyboard. Now, they don't know nobody's watching them because Bradford's got cameras. If you go over, he's watching you. He got cameras all, he got cameras all over his house in every room. He can see everybody at all times. And one of them got it like that. So if you go there, you're not on candy camera, but you are being watched. So the thing is, <laughs> so, the thing is, so, so they, they recorded them upstairs. <laughs> and so uh, so Aiden grabbed and he come up here on the he come in here on Sunday morning he stand there quiet but he watching y'all yes he is evidently he found some hallelujah person to watch because <laughs> you give him the mic and the keyboard player he know what to do right. <laughs> so he got in there hallelujah hallelujah <laughs> yes, he was. He got the whole body language. Hallelujah. <laughs> he had the whole body language. Help me, Jesus. That's what he said. Glory to God. I said, will you listen to this right now? I said, praise God. We ought to know how to act. Are they praising in heaven? I'm going to say that again. Do they give praise in heaven? Are they saying, holy, holy? is the Lord amen praise God you gotta start living there right now come on now you got to start doing it right now I'm trying to help you with that tonight tell somebody I'm going glory be to the Most High God so um, the thing is we got to know how to act now what's wrong with people they're still living the earthly life Turn to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. What's wrong with people? They still live in the earthly life with a cross around their neck. And so we got to look at these scriptures. I never preached this long on this before. Amen. Amen. We got to look at these scriptures. I remember one time I was at a funeral. I think it was at Pastor Cynthia's mother's funeral. And that's when it first hit me. Heaven is not that far away. Because I realized Jacob had a dream and he saw a ladder that started at the earth and it went up to heaven. And he saw angels at the top of it. So he was able in his dream to see the angels at the top of the ladder. That the ladder where it started at the earth and the angels were ascending and descending. And Jesus told Uh, He told the disciples in the book of John, he said, hereafter, you're going to see the angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man, that you're going to see angels moving to heaven and coming back because of the actions I have in in the earth. Amen. Amen. Praise God. you got your own personal ladder if you want it. (laughs) You're supposed to be getting heavenly deposits Every day, you're supposed to, I got angels ascending and descending. I got them then encamping around me, but I got them ascending and descending too. Heaven is not that far away. And when Stephen was being stoned, the Bible said a vision of heaven opened up, and he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. Paul said he was caught up to the third heaven, and went up there and got revelation of two-thirds of the New Testament that we are living right now. We we got it open right now. So two-thirds of the New Testament that you got, really all of it, came out of heaven. It's an inspiration from heaven. The Bible is a miracle. You may have thrown it in your trunk, you just threw your miracle in your trunk and you didn't look at it for the rest you just threw away your miracles you threw away signs and wonders you threw away your deliverance from sickness and disease you threw away your deliverance from depression because you set the word from heaven down these words come out of heaven amen praise god forever so when we look at the bible and we see people's experiences with heaven they could see there and if you can see there then it's not that far away Amen. It's closer than you think it is. Yes. It's just that it's a spiritual world, and your eyes were designed not to see the spiritual world, but the natural world. Right. And you are to, by faith, perceive and see and hear the spiritual world. Yes. Amen. Faith is access to heaven. Yes. Faith is access to that realm. You can't touch it without faith. Amen. So you have to believe the scriptures and know this is the atmosphere we're living in. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So look at this in uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Let's take a look at this because heaven and earth were supposed to be a unit. Heaven, now both of them had to be created. Both of them are created places. One you can see and the other one you can't see. Amen now you are the you are the translator of what heaven supplies earth with it can't supply it without you god decided to make a man a translator of heaven's abilities to show up on the earth and if the devil can get man to turn on god then God, God cannot allow, God can no longer allow his heavenly abilities to flow to the earth because the, the, the door that he uses to get his resources, he is man. So if man is not heavenly, then you don't see any heavenly manifestations in the earth. I'm going to say that again, if man is not heavenly, if he's not supernatural, then he is the doorway, and then God has no hand in the earth, because he chose man to be his heavenly manifester in the earth. Come on now. But God fixed it all, praise God. He said, I'm going to have a man that will manifest heaven in the earth. And Jesus said, the man you're looking at is the one that came from heaven. Because he told, Father, prepare me a body because you can't come into the seen world without a body. You can't be heard here. You can't be touched here. You can't be felt here unless you have a body. Your body is just your tool to manifest heaven in the earth. When you lose your body, then you no longer have any more impartations in this earth. And what you've done is done. What you've said is has been said. That's why you want whatever you do to last. The Bible said, "Whatever you do for the Lord, that's what's gonna last." If you're praying, it's going to last. If you're operating in the gifts of the Spirit, it's going to last. If you're preaching the gospel, it's going to last. If you're loving, it's going to last. Whatever you do to touch this earth with heaven, it's going to last. It'll last forever, praise God. Everything else is going to be rolled up, burned up, and threw up. (laughs) Look what it says right here. It says, in the beginning... So, when God started this whole plan for man in the beginning, the Bible said God created the heavens. So, heaven is a created place. It had to be made. It had to be spoken into existence, just like the earth. It had to be spoken into existence. It's a city. It's a planet. And it covers the earth in its entirety. Covers the earth. The Bible talks about every good and perfect coming down from above. You're gonna see those. And so, let's look at this. And then he says, here he created the heavens and the earth. And then it goes on, said the earth was without form and void, and darkness fell uh, was upon the face of the deep, and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the earth. Well, God didn't create nothing without form and darkness on it. He doesn't create darkness. Amen. He doesn't create his vaughn, but you, there's a whole lot happening between here. Uh-huh. Satan decided he was going to rebel against God and take his place over in heaven. He didn't just want to be in the earth, according to uh, Ezekiel in the book of Isaiah. And I got some of those scriptures for you. You just got to walk through this with me, because I don't want you to read that and say, how did he do it without form and void? Right. No, the Bible said there was a war in heaven. And, and, and the devil decided he was going to take over heaven. He says, I'm going to ascend unto the throne of God, and I'm going to be like the most high God, and I'm going to take his throne. And the Bible said, you saw Satan fall like lightning. Right. <laughs> right. God said, heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. You're not taking God's throne. He's the one that made you. Ain't nothing he made going to overtake him. Amen. I'm going to say that again. Ain't nothing God made right. going out God got. Right. <laughs> Amen. And so the Bible said he kicked him out. He didn't even get to do it. He just thought about it. Right. And he said, I saw him fall like lightning. That means they set him on fire. <laughs> he was burning. Yeah. And he fell to the earth. And when he fell to the earth, that's when the earth came without form and void. That's when the earth was without form and without voice. because his defeat and his falling to the earth caused such a destruction to the earth. It was formless, it was dark. It didn't say heaven was tore up, did it? God is not going to let you tear up his living room. He's not going to let you, because you're not the stronger man. It takes a stronger man to bind a, a person to be able to take over their house. Amen, praise God. The the house, the earth, the earth, God always gives it to somebody. And the Bible says that Satan walked in the Garden of Eden long before Adam did. It was his place, and he had access Uh to heaven to make sure heaven was set up like earth. And he failed in his assignment. So then Genesis said God, God recreated it all over again. Now, this is the recreation you're reading. The creation was done in Genesis 1 1. Uh-huh. <laughs> the creation was done in Genesis 1 1. The recreation of the earth, not heaven. Uh-huh. Amen. Praise God. He didn't tear heaven up. He just, he just tore up where he lived at. Where was he living? He was living he, he was in he was in Eden long before Adam. So guess what? Adam was Satan's. So, if Satan is gone and Adam's coming, thank you, sir. Adam was Satan's replacement. That's why the devil don't like you. You're sitting right there in his replacement. He was the praise and worship leader of heaven. Guess what one of your tasks is? The fruit of your lips giving praise to God. That's your assignment. That's why he don't want you to come to church and praise God. He wants you to stand there and look like a rock. (laughs) No, praise is comely for the upright. If God's made, the Bible said, remove my shackles and I can praise you. Well, where did the shackles come from? The devil. Because he doesn't want man to honor God, praise him, and serve him. And anytime you see a person that's not totally devoted and totally serving God, there's demonic influence in that life. Anytime you see a person that's not totally devoted to God, totally serving him, right. yeah. giving him 100% of their life so that heaven can manifest right. through them, right. Satan's amen. involved in that. Mm-hmm. Say amen to this. Either amen. say, old man, amen. or say, amen. old me. Because I had to find out all life is affected by spiritual forces. Yeah. Yeah. First Corinthians chapter 12. Mm-hmm. All of it is. So the darkness comes in, and God puts... Puts it all back. I'm not going to go through all the creation. God spoke all of it back into existence. He's showing you how to use faith now. He's showing us how to use faith. God says says it, he calls things that be not as though they were. He speaks to it, it hears him, and it comes into manifestation. The spirit gathers his word and brings it into manifestation. So Genesis chapter 1 is loaded with miracles. Genesis chapter 1 is loaded with miracles of the recreation, not of the heavens, but of the earth. You don't have to, if it ain't fixed, if it ain't broke, excuse me, it didn't need to be fixed. It's the earth that needs to be fixed. Not only earth needed to be fixed, but its ruler had to be replaced with somebody else. I like what Pastor Nancy said, you don't get replaced because your replacement will be better than you. I'm going to say it again, yeah. don't get replaced because your replacement, yeah. amen, because we're going from glory to glory, yeah. amen, yeah. praise God, see, when you get replaced, you miss that next step of glory, yeah. and that person is in that, yeah. so when Satan failed, Adam came, and when Adam came, when Adam came and failed. Jesus came. Did it get better or worse? Well, she's right then. Your replacement don't get replaced. (laughs) The number one attack on your life is to make sure you do not fulfill your purpose. That's why every trial that has existed in your life exists. That's why every moment of darkness, every moment of depression, every moment of sadness, every moment of sickness and disease, every moment of discouragement, every moment of poverty, every moment there's been attack against your family, every sickness, every disease, every killing, every stealing, and every destroying is strategically designed by Satan to make sure you don't finish, that you live, and you die, and there's no purpose, there's no reason to your living. Wow. And all you got to do is watch the funeral; that'll tell you everything. Right, right. Yeah. That's all you got to do, mm-hmm. because now it's over. Yeah. It's a period now, and now we almost stand before the judgment seat of God mm-hmm. to give an account of what we did in this life. Because you are not your own. You're not your own. You ain't never been your own. You had to be birthed here by somebody else. You had to be fed and clothed here by somebody else. And then you had to get big enough and call yourself grown. Talking about I don't need nobody. Well, what about all these people? What about all these people you needed to get here? Everybody that had to simmer like you. Everybody that had to pamper you. Everybody had to get the doo-doo off you. Right. How all of a sudden you don't need nobody. Yeah. Right. Come on! <laughs> oh, now you're going to cut us off. Okay. Right. Okay, I got you. No, we are linked together. Yeah. That's why we're called the body of Christ. We yeah. need one another. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So let's get over here in Genesis. Um, Genesis. Chapter 26, and God says, as he fixed everything, he said everything he fixed in verse 25, it was good. Amen. He said at 26, he said it was good. That would probably be the fifth day that all the restoration was done, but there was not a ruler. There was nobody to run it. Not a r- nobody to run it. on, a, on, a, on a, almost an ima- unimaginable scale, the devil is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, on a, an, an unimaginable scale. Mm-hmm. The Bible said when, when it's all over with and we see him, we're going to say, is this the man? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to call him a man right. uh-huh. that troubled the nations. Right. Right. Yeah. ain't talking about your house. I'm talking about the nations. Yeah. <laughs> right. ain't talking about troubling your cousin I'm talking about trouble the nations, the whole planet. He's that's that deceptive. And they're going to throw his butt in the lake of fire. He's going to know he's going to roast. He's going to roast and all the demons and, and fallen angels with him. That's going to be a barbecue. <laughs> I'm telling you. Amen. The Bible said that place was not made for man. It ain't, it ain't one man supposed to be tossed over in the lake of fire with the devil. Not one supposed to be tossed over in there. Well, God would never do that. No, you toss yourself. You live a whole life talking about you don't need Jesus. The church ain't everything. Who needs to go down there? Ain't gonna be preaching the Bible to me. Heaven is for people that like the Bible. Because whatever they're whatever they telling you to live down here, they're happy about it up there. <laughs> they're happy about it yeah, up there. Yeah. Ain't nobody up getting high unless you're getting high of the most high. you about as high as you can get when you get up there. Boy, I'm telling you, like, that's joy unspeakable. You think a little weed made you laugh in the earth. Wait till you get up there, and it's joy unspeakable. And full of glory. (laughs) That's how they live up here. Without a care, without a worry, that's how they live up here. Don't you want to go? In my father's house are many mansions. It's so many, they didn't even count them. In my father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would not have told you. I'm going to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. So to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And Paul said it's far better. That's why you got to get all the heaven you can get down here. Because the devil is crazy. But you are to live so much heaven uh-huh. that you don't let his crazy right. mess with you. Right. The Bible said, cast all your care. You are not supposed to walk around here worried about nothing. No. But it's coming. Yeah. And as soon as you decide, I'm going to live with heaven on my mind. I'm going to live without care. As soon as you decide to do, the devil going to throw something at you. Something's coming. (laughs) Let's see if you really gonna live like that. And what you're supposed to do is cast your care on the Lord. You're supposed to say, I don't want it. Amen. If is the Lord, you're supposed to cast it on him. I ain't got it. I ain't got it in my mind. I ain't got it in my conversation. I ain't got it in my behavior. I don't have it anymore. The Lord is fixing it, and I'm freed up to praise him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. And the praises go up, the blessings come down. Blessings out of heaven come down on you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Yes. Hallelujah. Dr. Jacobs told me, pass it down she made a decision to go home. He called me on Friday, told me she's made a decision to go home. Saturday morning, she was gone. I got an email at 8 o'clock. I got an email right around, right about, I guess it was about 10 o'clock. I got an email from Brother Sean. She's gone. Those that wait upon the Lord, they shall mount up. <laughs> they shall mount up. They ain't staying here. And I had to do something. That if that's where she's gone, she was one of the biggest supporters of my life. Then I know heaven ain't that far away. Right. I already preached that. Right. <laughs> I didn't preach that. I preached that at her mama's funeral a long time ago. It's not that far away. You can see it with your eye, it can't be that far away. And if I'm seated in heaven and my name is written in heaven and I'm born out of heaven and I'm a citizen of heaven and I can come boldly to the throne of grace in heaven, then I can have it now. And I can keep some in common with where she is. I always wanted something in common with her. I wanted the Holy Ghost in common with her. I wanted the Word of God in common with her. Amen. Praise God. I wanted the gifts, of the Spirit of the. I wanted the revival in common with her. I wanted to see young people on fire for God in common with her. We always have something in common, and I want to keep it that way. And if heaven is what she's doing now, then heaven is what I'm gonna do right now. And I gotta tell you how you do it. Yeah. God fixed everything. He said, let us make man in our image and our likeness, and that would be a heavenly image and a heavenly likeness. If he's going to be in the image and likeness of God, then the Bible said God is not a man that he should lie. God is not flesh and blood blood he's the eternal God he he asked somebody said well where did God come from that's not a good question because the Bible says he's the eternal God and when you look up eternal it means no beginning and no ending okay so i know why you asked it because of your curiosity but god has an answer for you he's the eternal god amen and eternity means there is no beginning and there is no ending i'm just god okay deal with it Ms. Christian said, I am that I am. I, I'm whatever you need me to be, that's what I am. I'm your doctor when you're sick, praise God. Amen, I'm your counselor when you're confused. I'm your strength when you're weak. I'm your helper when you're without strength. I'm your victory when your enemies are too strong for you. I'm whatever you need me to be. I'm bread for heaven when you need something to eat. I'm water, praise God, in a thirsty land. I'm making rivers in a dry valley. I can make a way out of no way. I'm just God, but I'm gonna make you like me, so that you will know what in heaven is like. That you are victorious. You are more than a conqueror. You are triumphant. If you just take your heavenly place, I've seated you in heavenly places next to Christ Jesus. I've given you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I didn't give you keys to the earth. I gave you keys to the kingdom of heaven. Yes, I did. So you could release your own supply. You made me get ahead of myself. Gave you keys gave you access to where everything comes out of. Yeah. He said, I'm giving you, I'm giving you my image and I'm giving you my likeness. And we lost it by Genesis chapter three, Adam lost it. When you leave God, you lose the real you and you start living some image that came from somewhere and it even confuses you. (laughs) It confuses you who you are. (laughs) You start not liking, I don't even like who I am because it ain't you. (laughs) I wouldn't like it if I was given that either. If you have been playing cards and somebody did your hand, you said, I don't want to play this hand. You just know it's a losing hand. Yeah. <laughs> Who dealing it in here? Right. You're dealing from the bottom. Right. <laughs> Shuffle them over again. Yeah. Shuffle them good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> praise God. <laughs> God. God didn't want to give you a disadvantage. He could have made you like angels, praise oh. God. And they got might and strength. Come on now. Yeah. But they're not like God. <laughs> Come on now. He could have made you like an angel, praise God. He could have made you a spiritual being. But they're not sons and they're not daughters, praise God. They are servants to those that are as of salvation. You got heavenly servants all around you all day long because God is not going to make you less than what he is. Amen. Come on now. Heaven is my throne, but I seated you up here with me and earth is my footstool and I put you down here to rule and to reign. But you gotta do it with my image that came from heaven. You gotta shake off everything down here. And you gotta go after God. You gotta get hungry. The Bible says you will not be satisfied until you look like God. That's what it says. The psalmist said, I cannot be satisfied. That was in your reading. I will not be satisfied until I get up just like God. You're supposed to walk on water. You're supposed to have a sound mind. You're supposed to have a powerful spirit. You're supposed to never be in fear. I've given you the spirit of power. Gave you a spirit of love. I gave you a spirit of a sound mind. Why is your spirit? Where is the spirit I gave you? I don't see it. Where is the spirit I gave you? When you see people making decisions they shouldn't be making, where is the sound mind I gave you? You see people scared afraid. Where's the spirit I gave you? I didn't give you that spirit. I didn't get that to you. Y'all making me preach hard in here tonight. I I can feel the sweat coming down like Jesus was in the garden. Great drops of sweat dropped off on him. The people make preachers work too hard. Why don't you just believe your Bible? Why don't you just believe your Bible? Why do we have to sweat like this? coming all through our shirts before you get excited about God, about the Son of God that died for you. Come on now. And get up up from the grave. And (laughs) he said, I will not give you the spirit of bondage to fear again, but I'm going to give you the the same spirit, the same spirit. People worrying about where they live and know what kind of spirit you got. (laughs) People kind of worried about what the next outfit they're going to wear. Know what kind of spirit you got. People worrying about that bank account. Know what kind of spirit you have. I didn't know what kind of spirit you got. Because I'm going to tell you what God breathed on him. (laughs) Come on now. Either breath is coming up from the depths of darkness what's breathing on you oh, come on now. That's good. Yeah. what's breathing on you yeah. come on now come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he said let us make God let us make man in our image now. and God cannot be articulated you cannot describe God he cannot be articulated the Bible said the angels stand before him and of glory glory because every moment he's revealing a new dimension of himself But he made you just like him, so you got another dimension waiting on you. He said, because if you keep looking at him, the the spirit of liberty is going to keep unveiling you from faith to faith and from glory to glory. You can have a new dimension of yourself. Boy, I got to show you how to do that before I leave tonight. I got 15 minutes to get you to heaven. That's that's because y'all, that's how y'all want it. Paul preached all night one night until people started passing out. (laughs) Believe in Acts chapter 19, he preached. He never stopped. He just kept going. He kept saying, Ain't he all right? uh? Won't he do it? (laughs) He kept going all night long. Till finally one man just exhausted. He should have known it was going to be a meeting that night. He's at the market all day long, wearing itself out. And the real saints get some rest. You know how Paul's going to preach. You know he turns off the clock when he preached. The real saints said, we need to get some rest. We better take a nap. We better When we get up, we better take some five-hour energy. Because that brother preaches like a clock never came into existence. That's how he preaches, like they didn't even make watches. Like there is no time zone. Why he caught up in the spirit, see? Yeah. He stayed like that. He stays like that. Yeah. <laughs> so they come in there at night, Paul took off, and he preached all the way through the night. And I don't know why the man sat in the window. Yeah. Tired. <laughs> Tired. Know you've been out in the marketplace all day long. Know you've been running around, shooting hoops and whatever you do. And come in there and think you're going to stay up. And then he said, Turn here. Open your Bibles and turn here. That's a call to sleep. Then he fell out the window. I think it was two stories or three stories. And he was, I know he felt like if I felt a breeze, I bet for a moment he felt good. Ooh, it feels good out here tonight. (laughs) until he hit that paper <laughs> now you need the Lord <laughs> and they went out there and raised him from the dead yeah, they yes they did, yeah, they did. <laughs> C- come on now do you have the spirit <laughs> and then got him up with it and finished the message turn, t- turn over here <laughs> turn over here where it says the same spirit that <laughs> raised Christ from the dead Just raise that brother up. (laughs) Come on, y'all. We got to go to revival. See, revival is you living with the spirit God gave you. That's all it is. You living with the spirit God gave you. That's what it is. Heaven is living with the spirit God gave you. It's all kind of demonic spirits out there. It's all kinds of them out there. Did I keep them in my Bible? I never got rid of these. Yeah, I don't know if I still got got the ones in here. It's all kinds of spirit out there. There's one called the spirit of Antichrist. That's over in 1 John chapter 4. He makes sure that people don't believe in Jesus. You ever seen people, I don't believe in Jesus? I don't believe in him. I don't believe in the son of God it's because the spirit of antichrist got to him. And I don't know how they convince Mm him. And there's so many spirits in there that attack the identity of Jesus and call themselves religions and cults. Mm -hmm. But it's nothing but a spirit. Anything rejects Jesus Mm -hmm. is called the spirit of antichrist. And the ultimate antichrist is the one Satan's gonna use in the last days. Yeah. He's to turn the whole world against God. Yeah. That spirit is out there. Yeah. Then it's something called the spirit of error. Then you hear him talk sometime, they try and to talk about the Bible, you say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got it. it's, it's they're out there, the spirit of error. That all the African-Americans In the United States are the lost sheep, lost tribe or something. Lost tribe of it. I don't know, Benjamin or whoever. And I tried to help a guy one time. I just just let him talk for two hours. I just put my hands in the pocket. I said, just keep talking. He said, pastor, through my church, I ain't going to throw you out. Cause he don't know what he, he, didn't, he don't know how to tell you how you're wrong I'm going to let you talk and then I'm going to tell you why you're wrong that's why the Bible said don't study genealogies that's right. Exactly right why are you doing what it's telling you not to no, do right. then they twisted that what well, genealogies mean all no, genealogies mean what it means it's called Ancestry.com. See, you are studying flesh and blood. you studying flesh and blood. The children of God have God's spirit. And if you're trying to find the re- real seed of Abraham, it's impossible to do it genetically. Why? Because only the seed that comes through Isaac is called. Abraham had a whole lot, a lot of wives after Sarah, starting with Ishmael. So if you put Ishmael's lineage under a microscope, it looks just like Isaac's, but it's not the lineage. So you can't even determine the real lineage of a child of God mm-hmm. through a microscope. That's good. It's impossible. Right. And the races have been so mixed. I said, you did a good job with all the study you did. <laughs> <laughs> you studied long, and you studied wrong. Then he kept on talking. Then he pulled a youth over by himself. See, they're always looking for the weak. They're always looking for those that are not taught. Then he got a bunch of youth at my church together and started talking to them about that mess. And one of, the, one of the youth backed off and dialed one 911 pastor. <laughs> he had enough sense to dial 911 pastor. Yeah. He asked me, Pastor Rogan, uh, this is this African man? I said, that's that door. Is that guy over there? <laughs> and he had me on the speakerphone. And that guy was sitting there. I said, is he over there? I said, let me tell you something. Anybody trying to live out of those. Old Testament, 663 laws that the children of Israel could not keep and they failed God because you can't become your own righteousness. And let me tell you something, while he's over there talking, he ain't keeping none of the laws. He's sitting there looking, listening to all that. I never saw him again. No spirit of air right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's the spirit of adultery. Yeah. Spirit of lying and spirit of yeah. fornication. Yeah. Amen, the spirit of division. Yeah. All of those spirits are out there. Yeah. There's a spirit of pride. Yeah. They're all spirits that the enemy is trying to use to work his darkness in the earth. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's gonna fail, I'm gonna tell you that right now. Yeah. Cause Jesus said he's coming back for yeah. a church that is without spot or wrinkle. So he's washing it with the water of his word to move every spot and wrinkle. And he's coming back for a glorious church. He's coming back for some, he's coming back for a people that really want their true identity. I am God breed. I am God born. I am God sustained. I am God kept. I am God empowered. I am God breed in everything I'm doing. You got to know when when breaths come that don't belong to you. <laughs> Let's look at this. He said, let us make man in our image and our likeness and let them have dominion. And the last statement, and let them have dominion over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. They have dominion over the entire earth. That's that's things you can see, and things you can't see. Amen. And so God created man in His own image and His likeness, creating He male and female. They both have the image of God. God said, "Bless them and be fruitful and multiply and do what? Replenish the earth, which means they had an assignment here. To bring to build the earth back up. It is not just. It's not just. Uh, uh. You know." procreation, having babies, it's building the whole planet up to make it look like the planet heaven. And that was Adam's assignment. Mm -hmm. And God planted a garden. Look over here in Genesis chapter 2. And look at verse 7. So God formed man from the dust of the ground. So basically he formed his body from the dust of the ground. You look that up. It's going to say man. It's going to talk about he, he's talking about his body. He ain't talking about his spirit. So he formed man from the dust of the ground. So that was his, that was his earth suit. Now God is not flesh and blood, and God is not material. So the dirt is just the housing for the man to be here. The real part of him comes from heaven the real part of him comes from heaven. He he forms the body from from the dust of the ground and the body don't move. It does not move. It's just his earth suit. The Bible said, as in the book of James, faith without works is dead and the body without the spirit is dead. The body separated from the spirit is dead. Faith separated from works is dead faith because faith always produces manifestation. Always, real faith. So the body without the spirit is dead. So when God formed the body, at that state the body was right. Why? Cause it was an old body. It ain't got nothing to do with it. It ain't no spirit in it. It ain't no spirit in it. Cause age don't have nothing to do with it. The body without the spirit is dead. Now what happens to people that pressure and people pass away that could pressure. And see this is what sickness is, it's a torture. Sickness is a torture. Right. It's a torment. The enemy comes to torment you with it. You'll take stuff just to get the pain off of you. You'll take things to try to fix it and get it well. It's a torment. Sometimes it's better to take the medicine so that you don't have pain while you use your faith for healing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Amen. But there are torments that are so severe and have gone on for so long that a person can decide, Father, I'm done. I'm done. And when they say that, there's nothing you can do to hold them here. The only time you can use your faith is when they want to use faith to stay. And it's two kinds of faith. Stay in faith and go in faith. Paul said, I'm in a straight betwixt. I have a decision to make do I stay or do I go? And the only reason why I'm staying is because you need the impartations. Pastor Donna gave me all my impartations, and you have them. And you shouldn't just lay them down. Mm-hmm. That's dishonor. Yeah, Pastor Petrie made a statement on Facebook. He said some people don't reach, I'm paraphrasing him. they don't reach their destination because the re- they mismanaged the relationship with God-ordained people that he sent to their life. Right. Now, God put this person in your life to help you get here. Right. And if you mismanage this relationship, don't mismanage no relationship with me. You should know I was sent here. I ain't no preacher no corner. I'm divinely sent here. I'm anointed and I was divinely sent here. Said so other people need you. Ain't number two kind of people in life—the one God sent you and the one the devil sent. Mm-hmm. And if I tell you somebody, if, I, if 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 you let me be your pastor, come on, come on. Say it. you Amen. won't have no bad hookup. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I gotta ask myself, are they gonna let me pastor them? Right. Right. Yeah. I'm never gonna let you dishonor me. Amen. I already decided that. Because I know what I'm here for. Yes. I magnify my office. I know why I'm here. I didn't let my children dishonor me in my house. I didn't let the school kids dishonor me in my classroom. Mm-hmm. And God ain't going to let you dishonor him as his children. No. Amen. Right. Amen. It's, it's, it's a church killer. Yeah. Yeah. Disrespectful. Uh-huh. Yes. Ah, I decided I'll have none of it. I'll kick it out of here. I'll kick it through the exit sign as quick as I can. Because there's something coming better. You know why? Because I sold better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to reap what I sold. Yes. And the dishonorable will too. Yes. Amen. You don't dishonor people God put in your life. No, Went to the pastor's 80th birthday. and None of the spiritual sons sat at his table. Except for one that just came. Wow. And all the rest of them he raised up. They have mismanaged that relationship. Mm-hmm. And all of them are failing. All of them wow. are failing. Except for the one that just came. and said, you're going to be my daddy. He was the only one sitting at the table mm-hmm. with his wife and me and Pastor Cynthia. Wow. That man is... 80 years old and gave, 54 years in the ministry, 44 years pastoring those people, and you ain't even got time to, you got something else to do? You disrespectful, dishonorable, prayer-going-nowhere person, useless to have in the church. You should have cleared your schedule. You should have cleared your schedule. And I'm gonna talk to you like that. Because when people like that, they go nowhere. Right. They're selfish, mm-hmm. and it's not the spirit of God. It's the spirit of the world, because that's what's going on in our country today. Right. Dishonor, disrespect everywhere you go. In the marriage, with the kids, at the school, in politics, yeah. in, in finances, and everywhere you go is selfishness and greed. And it'll try to come in the church if you don't get up and take a strong voice. I done passed it 23 years. And somebody in the leadership meeting told my wife to be quiet. I would never do that again in this church. And I took him to a room quiet and I said, don't you ever do that again. And I could have went off in the meeting. But it's my fault because I shouldn't have put your immature. Immature, worldly mind in a leadership position. So I'm taking responsibility for even having you in the room. Your wife is your God and your witch. And you'll do anything she tells you to do. I done been in this job long enough. Yeah. And y'all, got a, y'all done got me at the end now. Hallelujah. <laughs> <The> best part. <laughs> Come on now. She said it right. You got the best part. You, get, you got the best part of me. Yeah. It ain't going to be no foolishness no more. Right. Somebody coming in told me, well, I prophesied and I do this in a minute. I was an elder. I ain't seen him. Come up here laying hands on me. You want to pray, but I got to pay for you. I already told her going home. I'll try to help him, but he's troubled. He quickly realized, you ain't standing up prophesying in my church. I don't even know you. And the Bible says, lay hands on no man suddenly. Why would you even tell somebody that? Because you've been gaming everywhere you went. I said, I want to know where he came from. I'm calling his church. You said you was an elder. You said you operate in the gifts. Call back to the church. The church don't even exist no more. They changed the name of the church. So you gave me a name of, you weren't even there when they changed the name. Right. Right. So you ain't even been in church. Right. Right. Exactly. And you want to come here with some gifts here. Now nah, what you want to do is jump in the sack with somebody and make somebody think you spiritual. Yeah. You come to the wrong house, Buster. Yeah. And the pastor's name you gave me to call, he ain't even listed at the name of the change name church. So you gamed him up to try to get me off so he's supposed to speak highly of your dishonorable behind. (laughs) (laughs) I'll clean toilets. I'll do anything. Walked through the new building, never picked up a cup. I saw that. I am not playing games with people. So you will not open your mouth in this church until I get to know you better. And I train you to work in this house. Mm-hmm. So that ain't going to work for you. So I don't see you. I'll do anything passing you don't. Listen. Don't even call and let us know when you're not here. Just don't show up at all. For, tw- for 12 years. She would never. Walk out of this church. Knowing we're not going to be here Sunday. She would never do that. She'd walk up to Dr. Jacobs and say, we're going to be out of town. She did that. I thank God for her. I'm talking about the kind of spirit in people. See, we can't get there with people like this. I done done it. You cannot get there with them. They have a spirit and they're playing church. You go somewhere else and let somebody let you do that. We ain't doing that here. The Bible said, let everything be done decently and in order. And coming up to me telling me you operate in some gifts of utterance. Like I'm supposed to hand you the mic. I don't need you to hear you say one word. What are you going to prophesy in this church that really came from heaven and came from the Spirit of God? You don't even know us. You think God's going to give you something like that to do? When He told me to lay hands on no man suddenly, right. and to never promote people unless they're faithful. You tell me you're going to be here, then don't even show up. First thing I'd have done is pick my phone up and said, "I said I was going to be there, and I wasn't going to do it." That's honor. Amen. And the church has gone on too long with goofiness. And then here we are, we got this heavenly assignment that's got to get done. And it takes spiritually minded people that live out of heaven to get the job done. You cannot do it with carnal people. So get ready to change. All of us. All of it. And I'm straight and I'm being direct because that's what it's going to take. All that play with the stuff ain't got us nowhere. This, the, the world is worse than it's ever been. And it's waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God. That's what it said. It's waiting on the manifestation of those that are functioning with this spirit that God put in man. His spirit. It's his spirit. Born again means be born from above or born out of heaven. It's his spirit. So here's the man. And he says, God formed the man, chapter 7. I mean, chapter 2, verse 7. God formed the man from the dust of the ground. And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. So he's not just alive, but he's living with the quality of eternal life of God. He's living with the life and the quality of life that God lives with. Sometimes people think existing is living. No, it's not. It's two different ways of living. It's living with his spirit and living without his spirit. Amen. Now, it says right here, and that tells you God is about the same height as a man. He just stood him up and breathed into his nostrils. And what did he put in him? He put in him his image and his likeness. Now, God spoke everything else in existence, mm-hmm. but when it came to man, he didn't describe him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, the reason why I had to preach so much heart on honor because he breathed the spirit of honor in him. Yeah. He breathed the spirit of honor in him. Mm-hmm. The spirit of dishonor is a whole nother deal. Yeah. That's why the Bible tells children to honor your parents. That's what a child's supposed to be doing. Yeah. Nevertheless, an adult adult, that's the assignment of a child to honor their parents. People don't understand what pastors have to do in giving up their life to serve them. Now, a pastors are fool to sit up here and let individuals dishonor them in the church when your life is set up to serve them. That's why the Bible says, if you disrespect me, it's going to be unprofitable for you. That's Hebrews chapter 13. They ain't profiting. I don't care what they look like they're doing. They ain't over with yet. That I should be able to pastor people with joy. And right now, I'm pastoring this church with joy. I'm, I just, you say, why, why, why was you so rough then? Because I'm trying to stay in joy. I'm trying to stay in joy. I enjoy pastoring this church. Don't get me wrong. We got great families and great people in this church that helping the vision to go forward. It's, it's best as it's ever been. And I will never go back to dishonor again. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. And I got to, you know, we got to evaluate things every time people come. Right. I wouldn't walk up to a church and grab the pastor's hand, <laughs> let me pray for you. And then you disappear. We don't see you no more. <laughs> see, that's all game. And I'm the wrong one. Hallelujah. He, bra- he said, he fought a man from the dust of the ground. And breathed through his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. He started living with the same quality of life that God is living with. And that man was living with the ability of heaven on the inside of him. And to the point, God said he watched. And then the Bible says he created both the man and the woman. I'm just throwing in and You go back and look at the end of chapter one. He said when the woman came, it got real good. He said it was just good when the man was there. Say amen to that. Amen. He said it was just good when the man right. was there. Right. That's just the way it is. I don't care. I use it. It's a woman makes that home. She makes it. She makes it. Let me say this. One. A wife. I shouldn't say the woman. No, that's right, not right, because right. <laughs> Because a woman, female don't mean wife. Come on. No more than male means husband. Come on. The Bible said he that findeth the wife, yeah. not a girlfriend, yeah. not a woman. And a wife is a person that is ready to take on us. It's a calling. Yeah. You can't just go out there and grab anything <laughs> and try to put wife on it. That's my wife. No, that ain't no wife. (laughs) That's something else. That's what what this other guy had. That ain't no wife you got, buddy. (laughs) That ain't no wife. No no wife would talk to you the way that woman talks to you. That's not a wife. And you know you got a demon Mm -hmm. in your house. You know you do. But you trapped in it go ahead do your thing tight but is right so when he loses man i'm not gonna cover that what time is in it when he loses and i he loses the spirit of god he loses heaven he loses when you lose the spirit of god you lose the ability to function in the spirit of what heaven is like. Mm-hmm. It's just, and I'm talking about living out of heaven, yeah. amen. Now, let me show you one thing you gotta do. Turn over to Colossians, then I'm done. Glory to God. And then I'm done. I went to meddling in the night. It's, it's a quarter after I spend a lot of time meddling. But praise God, keep a, Dr. Frank told me keep a clean house. And see, Pastor, Pastor and told me, she said, Keith, don't ever let somebody come to your church help you. You tell me you're an elder, you're trying to help me in leadership. I'm not going to make you no elder, you come in here. Are you out of your mind? I don't even know you. Then everything I checked on is jacked up. <laughs> you ever seen a car broke down on the interstate on Flo blocks? This stuff is jacked up, dude. Then you gave me those. Why don't you just tell me you wasn't even in the church? Why don't you just say, I I have not fellowship with anybody. I'm a loose cannon, and I'm the kind of guy to do what I want to do when I get ready to do it. I'd rather you told me that, because that's who you are. You have no spiritual lineage. You cannot be tracked, and you gave me something you knew I couldn't track. But I can read between the lines. You do whatever you want to do when you get ready. You're probably a you're probably a skirt chaser too. And I don't care if you're watching or whatever, I could care less. It's dishonor, it's dishonor. Plain and simple as that. Look over here. Chapter three. Colossians chapter three. If you be risen with Christ, that's the restoration of the anointing. Seek those things which are above out of heaven where Christ sit on the right hand of God. And I've looked at this scripture for a long time. Look at verse 2. Set your affections on things above or in heaven, not on things on the earth. Now, this is a big leap right here for everybody, all of us, especially me, because I'm called to pastor pastor has to be an example. If a person is going to live out of heaven now, they're really going to have to meditate on chapter 3, Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 and verse 2. He said, if you be risen with Christ, that means that the Spirit of God that raised him from the dead and regenerated your spirit into a heavenly spirit. If you be risen with Christ, Seek those things which are above. And I used to meditate. What are you talking about, things above? One of the things above, you need to be pursuing prophetic words that came out of heaven and gave an assignment. You need to be pursuing prophetic words. You need to be pursuing the written word of God. Seek those things which are above, then it says above, where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God. So what things are going to be where Christ sitteth? It's gonna be assignments that he's given to the Holy Spirit for the church. It's gonna be assignment, what has the throne authorized me to do? What has the throne called me to do with my life? I need to be pursuing that while I'm here because that is a heavenly assignment. I need to be using my life to pursue the things that heaven has for me. Amen. Praise God. That means I've got to have conversation with heaven. I'm supposed to approach the throne of grace. I'm supposed to be dialoguing with that throne, finding out the will of God through my prayer life. Seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God, and that would be the will of God. How is the will of God coming from that throne for this church? How is the the will of God coming for my personal life? Am I pursuing what heaven wants, or am I pursuing what the earth is calling me to? Which one am I pursuing? That's what he said to do. And then it says, set your affections on things out of heaven. Not on things on the earth. Well, what come out of heaven? I need to set my affections on my relationship with the Holy Spirit. He come out of heaven. The word comes out of heaven. I should have an affection for spiritual things. Or not for things of the earth. God wants you to have a great home. He yeah. wants you to have money. He wants, yeah. But he don't want those things to become your affection. That's right. He wants you to have great careers. He wants you to have great... And all those things are the will of God. Yeah. But they can't become my God. Yeah. Amen. And they can't become my affection Amen. because that's worship. Yeah. Yeah. And that's idolatry. That's right. Nothing comes in front of him. My affection should be to him. In order for us to live out of heaven now, my affection got to be there. My mind has got to be on heavenly things. You say, how do you do this? The first thing I would do, I'd cut off the world. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing I'd do. Mm -hmm. I love what Paul said. He said, I'm crucified to this world. Mm -hmm. I'm dead to it. And this world is dead that I'm not in places fellowshipping with the dead, mm-hmm. stuff of this world. Mm-hmm. I'm not in fellowship with it. Why? Because if it's not an activity and a behavior of heaven, mm-hmm. how can I let it be an activity and a behavior in my life because I'm in the earth? Mm-hmm. And you got to measure things. Yeah. Okay. Is What spirit is behind this? You got to be the judge of that. Is yeah. the Spirit of God behind that? Well, everybody, we know everybody's doing it. That ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> that don't have nothing to do with it. Why is it even affection of mine? It? And it's not affection of heaven. I'm talking to people that want to live like heaven is real now. So that when somebody transitions, you don't feel lost. Right. I never use the word lost. Right. I know exactly where they are. Right. They're not lost, they were God. I didn't lose them. Right. I know people, figure speech. But I know exactly where they are. Yeah. And if I can go there, They're not lost, and neither am I. And I ain't going to get lost on the way going now. I'm not going to make a wrong turn. I'm going to show up right on time. Amen. It's a pursuit. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is my last scripture. What I just showed you, this is going to, man, that's the pinnacle right there. I just gave you the pinnacle. Because wherever your mind is, that's where you are look at Philippians chapter 3 and then I'm done I'm done for the night Philippians chapter 3 Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 brother and I count Not myself to have apprehended. This man went to hell. This man went to heaven and got the whole Bible. I count myself not to have apprehended, but one thing I do: forgetting the things which are behind. He talked about all his natural accomplishments before he got to this point. He said, "I'm gonna forget everything that's behind me. I'm gonna forget my faults." I'm going to forget my successes mm-hmm. because that's not my destiny. Whatever behind me is not my destination. Mm-hmm. you after your destination. Yeah. 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 Amen. And your destination, fulfill the will of God for your life. As it is laid out in the scriptures, and God is calling us to a heavenly mindset. Amen. That's what he's calling us to. Because he's given us a heavenly spirit. Mm-hmm. And he's given us keys to heaven. He's seated us in heavenly places. We're ambassadors here. We're citizens of heaven. Mm-hmm. And our mind and our thinking ought to be on the throne of Christ as seated in heaven for the will of God. Lord, what would you have me to do with this life? I will pursue it with all the strength that's in me. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy strength, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. That is the will of God. And so this is what Paul is saying here. I count myself to not to apprehend. But one thing I do, let's not make it complicated. It's one thing I'll do, forgetting those things that are behind, reaching forth to those things which are before at the right hand of the Father. Those are the things I want, what are coming out of heaven by way of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I'm reaching for those things, which means that wherever those things are being ministered, that's where I am. Wherever those things are being ministered, wherever those things are on display, wherever those things are being imparted, That's where I am. I was always in a place where Pastor Dinah could minister to me. I remember Sunday mornings when we were in uh, Sunday mornings. You know, I was in my 20s, and Dr. Jacobs knew I was called in the ministry. And uh, she would grab (laughs) Dr. Jacobs and bring him over there. She called him Michael. Michael, pray for him. (laughs) He's got a calling on his life. I was there to get that impartation. Mm -hmm. And when we got ready to come out here, Mm -hmm. that 2014 prophecy comes from her. Mm -hmm. She said, you're going to need another anointing from heaven to expand. Mm -hmm. She says, you you cannot use the power you used to build that first building Mm -hmm. to do this one. And y'all have done an outstanding job. We on another level. Yes, we are. We're on another level. we ain't the same church. We doubled the size of that building. Probably because the honor doubled. Well, that's quadrupling. Hallelujah. I'm talking about honoring God. Honoring him. He said, I'm pressing. Listen, look at verse 14. I'm pressing. Indicating a casual walk won't get you there. Uh, Casual walk won't get you there. Yeah. You know, You know. sometimes Dr. Jacobs is not an imposing person. He's never been imposing. He said, Keith, I, I would like for you to come Friday if you can. It's one thing to say, be here Friday. That's Dr. Dufresne. <laughs> I'm glad he was my pastor. That's Dr. Jacobs' <laughs> pastor. That's him. Be here Friday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. That's Dr. Sumrall, Be here Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Jacobs Keith, if you can make it here Friday, if I have some time, I'll go out to lunch with you. I'll do my best to free up some time because I ain't seen you in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I said, Where did that come from? Then all of a sudden it hit me. Where does that come from? Mm -hmm. Be here Friday. It's saying the same thing. One's just not as direct. Because some people can't handle direct. We struggle with direct. Mm -hmm. This generation struggles with direct. That's why the churches are so watered down. I don't have time to go there, but in Romans chapter 1, I think it's either verse 9 or 11, he says, I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gifts. Then I saw it. I said, God, you put that in us. That's why we miss people when we're not here. We're the ones that miss people. Most people come to this church, they may not miss everybody. They may miss a family member. They may miss somebody they just fellowship with. But the only person in here that misses everybody that's not here, There's only one person. And the reason why that person does is because God put something in them. I long to see you. You can't get away from it because you took the assignment and you took the job. You can't get away from it. You know who's not there more than anybody. And somehow she interestingly knew that, so she would walk up to Dr. Jacob because she she didn't want him to look out there and see us not there. She did not want her pastor to have that experience because he loved us from day one, and there's a longing there. And if you're not there, I can preach through the whole message, but I missed you. And when Jesus was talking about the hundred sheep, it wasn't the 99 that he wasn't looking for. It was the one. And the, and, the, and the man and woman of God cannot escape it because God does not want to have a pastor that don't care about the people. Right. Amen. So I put a mantle on you for them to see them so you can impart something to them so they can impart some heaven to them so they can finish. The reason why people don't miss, don't make it to their destination, Pastor Petrie, is because they mismanage the relationship of the person that was longing to see them. Keith, if you can be here Friday. That ain't no if you can be (laughs) here. That's be here. I said, Pastor Cynthia, we're leaving Thursday night. So when the sun comes up Friday, if he calls for breakfast, or if he doesn't call, I'm still there. If he calls for lunch, or if he don't call, I'm still there. If he calls for dinner, or he doesn't call, I'm still there. Because they have stood with me for 36 years there when every one of my children were born, dedicated all of them to the Lord, baptized them, prayed for them, kept my marriage and home together with the word of God, empowered me and put me in the ministry. I owe so much I can't pay back. And if it's, if it, all I got to pay is a day, Come on. I steal. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Then he went even a little bit further. Keith, I'm preaching Sunday. Jordan's not preaching, I am. Now why would somebody tell me they preaching Sunday? See, I'm listening now. I'm I'm listening. I I, I heard what you didn't say. I I haven't been in a position to impart to you. I've been caring for my wife for months, but there's a refreshing on my life. I know where she is, and I'm ready to take up my place in your life and impart to you. I long to see you that I may impart to you. I'm preaching Sunday. Okay, Cynthia, so here's what we're doing. <laughs> we're coming down Thursday, and we're leaving on Monday morning. See, reciprocity. Yes, exactly. Reciprocity. It's, a, it's one thing for you to take up the life of another person. But reciprocity don't start until you start giving your life up for others. Yeah, right. And and if you never have a relationship of reciprocity, you don't have a relationship. Mm-hmm. People just want God to do what are you going to do. Reciprocity is what makes great relationships. Mm-hmm. It's not what they bring to the table. It's what I also bring. You can't always be a taker. No. You got to give something back. You get some help tonight. Oh, yeah. Lift your hands to heaven father.